At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio! X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next, oh, let's see, four hours, I'm going to be your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality, and the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and around the world on our broadcast affiliates, satellite distributors, as well as iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to find out about all the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Maureen, Maureen J. St. Germain, and she is the practical mystic. Maureen has had a lifetime of interest in the Akashic Records, which resulted her being granted access to this dimension that has been off-limits to most of humanity for millions of years. 
founder of Akashic Records International. She is extremely accurate uh, with, um, well, how can I say it? She's an extremely accurate Akashic Records guide and instructor. Joining me now is Maureen St. Germain. And Maureen, how did you become a guide and instructor of the mystical and very evasive Akashic Records? Um, I was teaching meditation, and I had a meditation where I was given a message that another uh, astrologer was given information about me, and I called her up and I said, I'm told you have a message for me. And she said, I don't do messages, but I'll take it into my own meditation and see. Mm -hmm. And when she went into her own meditation, she said, you are being given a permanent guide and access to a dimension that's been closed to humanity for eons. And that's how it started. So um, I studied mm -hmm. uh, to learn to become an Akashic Records guide and then started an organization to teach others. So for those of us, for those listeners who may be just joining us for the first time, not only here on iHeartRadio, the Exxon Broadcast Network, but now on Simul TV around the world, what are the Akashic Records? Um, Edgar Casey, the seeing prophet from the 40s in mm -hmm. the U.S., uh, called it the Book of Life. And I would say it's like a living library of the past, the present, and probable futures. So before Edgar Casey declared these records to exist, did anybody ever talk about the Akashic Records? I think so. I think they were written about in uh, the Vedic literature and other um, ancient sacred literature, but not very much. So, not very well known. Yeah. So where are these records? We believe they are in the 11th dimension, which is a place that's beyond physical physicality. Mm -hmm. and, and what's interesting is everyone has what I would call resident memory or their local version of it. Okay. So, so some people will have uh, access to their own uh, records in their own DNA. How do they know if they have the access? Well, usually it happens through automatic writing or through a training that you take or perhaps in meditation if you get information that consistently is accurate about what's going on. You know, and the thing about the Akashic Records is it gives you insight on the status quo. So when you're mad mm -hmm. about something, you're, the way someone's acting or behaving, and you ask, you get the other side of the story, which makes it a lot easier to be a nice person about it. Is there a difference between the information that you as a guide of the Akashic Records would get and that of a, uh, and that of a, a psychic reading? Yes, considerably. All right, we've got to take our first commercial break. Please stand by, Exxon Nation. Maureen J. St. Germain is our special guest this hour. Her website is MaureenStGermain.com. And Maureen and I will be back discussing the Akashic Records, as well as her new book, Working Up in the Fifth Dimension, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional, multidimensional Transportation. Trans no, Transformation, not Transportation, Transformation. Well, I guess together you've got to transport, so all right. The name of the book is Waking Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Maureen St. Germain is our special guest. Her website is www.maureensaintgermain.com. All right, Maureen, before we went to the break, we're talking about the Akashic Records. And and how are the how is the information that one would get from the Akashic Records different from one that would the information would come from a psychic or a medium? Well, a medium is talking to people who have passed over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's a very specific category. And lots of mediums are also psychics. Um, so a psychic reading is more of a piece of information uh, about what's happening or what's going on. And when you're in the Akashic Records, they are usually providing advice in a very uh, familial way. In other words, they're, they're nurturing. There's, there's a quality of being very loving and supportive. And there's also a quality of being able to sense and feel things. So a woman who asks, you know, for her own intuition about a daughter mm-hmm. who is still living at home, even though her siblings have left home and there's no reason for her to still be there. And the mom wants her out because she wants her privacy. Then when uh, she asks in the Akashic Records, she f- the record keepers show her her daughter's fear and she feels the fear. And then the surprise is that the message also says she will be with you. She will always be available for you. She will never leave you. And, and not that she wouldn't ever move out, but that, you know, how sometimes kids leave their parents and they don't come back. But this is, you know, the, another kind of expression. And she felt so much love that from that point forward, she changed, and she stopped being so uptight about the daughter hanging out. Changed everything. All right, but how much of the Akashic Records could actually be put to interpretation that the mother interpreted the, the message to mean this? Well, 
I think your question is well placed, but the the thing is, the mother was the channel of both pieces of information. She was a student of mine in okay. the records, and I had her, you know, do the information one way, and then I asked her to open up the Akashic Records and ask the same question in the records. And so those are the experiences that she had. And she said, I even started to cry when I got that information about how afraid she was because I could feel her fear. Okay, so how can somebody go to the Akashic Records without taking a course? Uh, there's lots of books that will mm -hmm. teach people how. Um, I have a book that's written, but it hasn't been published in English. It's been published in Chinese, but it hasn't made it to the English market yet. Right. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can do it that way. You could take a course online. But um, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is if this is inherent in our DNA, as you suggested, why would we have to take a course in order to access this? Why can't we just access it naturally? Well, I suppose it's the same way that person, you know, falls in love and, and learns how to make love. You, you can learn about it, but you can also just have it happen. Um, the benefit of, of learning from someone who's been there mm -hmm. is that you get tips and understanding and, and how to make the best of it. And that would be true of, of anything you learn, really, whether it's learning to drive a car or you know, talk on the radio or anything, really. Learning is beneficial. Right, know? yeah, but we don't need to learn how to breathe. We don't need to learn how to do certain aspects of life that are inherent in our DNA. So why would we have to learn how to use something that is inherent? This makes no sense to me. I, I appreciate what you're saying, but think about how much we've learned that tells us that your intuition can't possibly be right, that there's no proof. But we've all had intuitive hits. We've all had goosebumps that mm -hmm. are a match for the information that's being announced. Those are opportunities for us to validate the information or to just ignore it. And if we're taught to ignore it, then we might need a little help learning how to access it. But you know, even anybody who would sit down and write down the same sentence three times, I am choosing to access my Akashic Records, that, that simple sentence. And I'm choosing to you know, say it over and over three times. And, and do that because you're, you're being very focused and very, very specific. You'd be able to get information from your own Akashic Records. Hmm. I'll have to try that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. pretty amazing. And, and one of the reasons why it's so easy to learn, mm -hmm. aside from the obvious that we're, you know, that anybody can do it, is the fact that it's been made available to humans as a opportunity to uh, become more kind, more aware of each other in the reality, so we don't make as many mistakes. All right, so do the Akashic Records reveal the future as well as the entire past? They can. It generally doesn't come through if you're asking a direct question about the future, mm -hmm. but I have had the Akashic Records tell something about the future. One time when a regular client was asking me about an apartment she was planning on moving in, and it was really an offhand question that she asked when we were almost done, and, and the record keepers through me said, well, it'll be fine until the luster wears off of this new roommate. And she said, luster? What luster? Does that mean he's not going to last? And the answer was yes. And then she said, well, when will he leave? And they said, you know, like they gave a date of, of July. And she said, of what year? Because it was only two months away. And she mm -hmm. couldn't imagine that, that things could fall apart like that. And that's exactly what happened. 
Tell us about your new book, Working Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation. Yeah, Waking Up is all about the fact that everybody is having experiences of being in 5D and they don't know it. So it's me translating your experience and saying, when this happens, that means you were 5D. It's also an opportunity to be proactive, and I, uh, I give a lot of examples on how to stay in that zone of 5D or how to bring it on for yourself and the people around you. Uh, all right. So I'm sure all our listeners know about 3D, the three dimensions. What happens to the fourth? It seems that we skip from uh, three to five. It does seem like that way. The fourth dimension is a portal. So it's like Grand Central or any airport. It's not a place you're going to go. It's simply a a zone to go through to get where you want to go. So fourth dimension is truly the place where our emotions reside and we're pulling things in from fourth dimension into 3D. We don't always know it, but again, it's a point of reference. For example, I was in at my desk one night late working and I shut everything down and went to bed and I could feel this very sharp, Thing enter my ear like a paperclip that was really hot and because I'm intuitive and plugged in I asked what is that and I was told that that was the um, vibration of the router for my internet router so I went downstairs to where my office was unplugged the router and went back to bed and there was no impact so the next day we put the router on a timer so in the book for example I tell people you know you can't always control how the this stuff comes in, you know, and if you're in an apartment building, you're going to have a dozen different, uh, uh, you know, uh, internet uh, signals coming at you. So we all know what a Faraday cage is. And if you don't, it's, it's that energetic grid that, that is made with certain kinds of metal that prevents EMF and all kinds of other waves to prevent them from coming in. Mm -hmm. So you call in an energetic Faraday cage. Now, again, initially, I wasn't sure if that would even work, but I began teaching it to my students, and I have a special group called the Ascension Institute, and those people, not only did they call it in out loud for themselves, but their partners said, you know what, do whatever you want. I'm not going to say it, but, you know, call it in for both of us, and everybody claims they got a much better night's sleep. But how much of this is mind over matter, the placebo effect? Well, I don't know the answer because I... I truly don't know the answer. I, I think um, that we do have mind over matter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are studies, uh, you know, that an imagined outcome is hardly any different than a practiced outcome. Mm -hmm. And one study that I cite in one of my books is a Russian study of basketball players where they were practicing shooting at the foul line. Uh, first group, 30 extra minutes. The second group imagined it. And the third group did nothing. First group improved their foul line shooting 25%. The last group, no difference. And the middle group, who imagined it, 24%. And there's lots of studies like that. But I understand, okay, any statistical study can be cued and skewed to the way the person who wants to use the study uh, to, you know, can, can skew it. For example, in the case of the basketball players, we don't know the, the basketball prowess of each of the players on any of the three teams. It could be that the one that went up 25% were better players. Well, I think I think your your question is well placed, but 
a researcher from a Russian organization. I can't imagine that they would deliberately skew it, but maybe they would. I don't well, know. Well, you're, ta- I mean, you're, you're talking. You're, you're talking about Russia here. Yes, you know that mean. was a Russian study. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, talking about Russia, and uh, you know they don't have the best reputation when it comes to telling the truth. Well, who does? <laughs> I don't think our country does either. So, well, if, you know. it, if the if the study came from Yale or Stanford or Harvard, I'd I'd give it more credibility than anything that comes out of Russia. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Aha. Uh-huh. Well. I hadn't thought of that, but Mm -hmm. you may be right. There's certainly worth questioning. But the other side of it is, you know, if you try it and it does make a difference, who cares whether it's the placebo effect? Well, it it matters because we're giving it a name that should not apply to it. We, you know, if if it is a placebo effect, we shouldn't call it anything else but what it is: mind over matter. The placebo effect. It has nothing to do with uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the name that you're using in order to give it um, a, a meaning. I think what's happening in the New Age genre is a lot of people are mistaking and giving classifications to, to actions that are very normal. And in order to give it the sensationalistic output that they want, because the understanding isn't there, they, they give it all these names. And, and I find this very... I unsettling because I, I don't think that people deserve to be told anything but what it is in you know instead of calling it this effect why don't we say well, we don't know what it is but this works well I think that that's fair but at the same time we've allowed the scientific method to become the new religion or the new rule of, of thumb and you know even logic is based on a form of prediction because logic is based on repeating something over and over and then taking that data and saying, well, it's going to happen that way again. And we all know that even logic isn't always right. Well, I think the scientific formula applies to anything that could be physically replicated in a laboratory. And I don't think that that would happen and apply to logic. Well... I think we use logic that way and we presume that, I mean, like when you're doing weather prediction or other things, there's certain categories of the data sets that always surprise us. Well, well, of course, of course, you know, because predicting the weather is taking what it is at point A, what it's, where it's going to be as point C and putting all the variables that could apply to that weather pattern in between. Weather is yes. not an exact science. Nobody has ever claimed it to be. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. All right, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Marine St. Germain is our guest. Her website is www.marinesaintgermain.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Exxon TV channel now with Simul TV and of course on iHeartRadio. Don't go away.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Marine St. Germain is our guest this hour, Exonation. Marine is the author of a new book, Waking Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation. Her website, www.marinesaintgermain.com. Um, you use the principles from your book, Waking Up 5D, to manifest life and successes you live. Now, you also uh, draw on the flower of life. Can you explain to us what the flower of life is and how it applies to our our existence and our everyday life? The flower of life is a circle of seven circles that are intertwined that create a a geometric form that a lot of people recognize. Mm -hmm. And when you use the flower of life, you can actually uh, use the points or the center points to produce the five platonic solids, the square, the cube, the tetrahedron, and so on. Most people recognize the cube, um, which is the square only in 3D. And what happens is the flower of life is a very balanced symbol. And when a person has that symbol either around them or on their body, it affects how they act and how they interact with people. We are all carrying these geometric shapes around the body. And because of that, when we go out of harmony, when we're you know, in whatever states we're in, when we have that vibration in front of us or part of our jewelry, it allows us to be more centered, more balanced, and that produces a more loving human being. Okay. Now, the the flower that you're talking about, I, I remember in one of my geometry classes to teach us how to use the compass, right? This is what they had us do. And sure. It was just, it was just a... a, 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 a um, an exercise, but you know, I, I understand the uh, the the concept that you're talking about. Now, you you also draw on the Merkaba often in your work. What is that? The the Merkaba is a geometric shape, also around the body, that's made up of two tetrahedrons. So it's a triangle in 3D uh, that are points facing up and intersecting in the middle of them, not making an octahedron, but two exact Uh, places in the middle meeting and that shape for some reason produces an energetic field that allows you to tap into your higher consciousness so when a person learns to turn on their own Merkaba they can uh, access the spiritual gifts faster than they could without it Um, and that's why it became so very popular so very long and I practiced it daily for eight years and then taught it for over 20 years to uh, groups that wanted to learn this practice. 
So, so why do you think that these concepts are so popular in today's society? Well, I think we're all looking for meaning in creation and looking for a way to say that this is this symmetry must come from a single source, that there must be uh, a divine order in things. And if there's divine order, then there must be divinity. So I think it's a way to try to scientifically or mathematically prove that there's God. But what's wrong with the old-fashioned way, reading the Bible and believing? Well, but who says that's right? I mean, you know, well, to follow... You know, well, <laughs> you know to, to, to Christians, it's right. To Catholics, it's right. To the, to the Hebrews, the five books of the Torah are right. So why change well, something that's worked for <laughs> thousands of years? Well, I don't think we're changing it, and I don't think we're challenging it. I was simply making the comment that if you don't want to buy into those belief systems, if you're moving away from an established religion because it's become too confining or too, or too strict or too literal, then you can, uh, a person might be attracted to the mm -hmm. geometry because then they can find that there's still a God when you look mathematically. Well, you know, the there's geometry in, in the Bible. You've got the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's well, three, a triangle. Not, not only that, but the original stories of the Merkaba are in the Old Testament. What's it called in the, the Old Merkaba. Testament? No, I mean in the Old Testament. You know, what part? No, no, I mean, what was it called? It Was it called the Merkaba in the Old Testament? Yes, it was. Wow. It was also called with the wheel within the wheel. Um, so <laughs> would that be related to Ezekiel's dream of the wheel? Yes, it does. Hmm. Exactly so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, one of my books I actually did that deep research to find out where it was and mm -hmm. and to um, find it. It's even found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So it's pretty old. And it's been around the block a few times. Um, so, what so, is the, so what is the significance of sacred geometry then? I think the significance of sacred geometry is, is that it allows us to tune to the mathematical origins of who we are and in that way you know we can calibrate how, how do you know like okay how do we calibrate and for example what how does that affect our daily life the the sacred geometry well in my case i found that it doubled the equivalent of my meditation practice so my abilities doubled, mm -hmm. my uh, comfort zone doubled, my ability to connect with the divine doubled, my smoothness of life improved dramatically, and all of these things I, you know, I gained when I started doing meditation. But then I got another huge boost when I started doing the Merkaba meditation. And that's different. Well, the Merkaba meditation is different than regular meditation because there's all kinds of meditation. There's you know, a guided meditation, there's uh, intentional meditation, there's mindfulness meditation, which is very popular. So there's different ways to meditate. And the Merkaba meditation is actually turning on those fields and setting them in motion. And it's counter-rotating fields. So you actually have three of those star jet regions that I described. Two of them are, are rotating in opposite directions of each other in the golden mean ratio. Okay, I find this all very confusing. You know, uh, all of the all of these different all of these different uh, 
meditations. Like, why isn't there just one meditation? If you're going to meditate, meditate. Why, you know, why take so much of your day up with something that may or may not work? I think it's because humans are very interesting people. They have lots of variety. You know, I mean, look at all the different varieties of food that we have or the different varieties of music that we yeah, have or yeah. the different varieties of theater. It's because we each have things that we're attracted to and are interested in. Yes, but you'll also find out that people who are attracted to one thing find it gives them a positive flow in their life and that is that is something that they can gravitate towards because it fits in with something that they believe it may not be right but they believe it is yes and and i will take it one step further and say that when they can't find what they want one way then they keep searching till they find one that does fit or does match for them and and i agree i i yeah. agree with that yeah. but that doesn't yeah. mean it works well, what I can tell you is that I've, in, in, in the case of the Merkaba, I've trained okay. over 15,000 people and I have gotten positive feedback from hundreds or thousands of those people telling me that it does make a difference for them. What kind of so difference? I can only tell you. Okay, so what, well, ki what kind of difference? <clears throat> it makes it easier for them to understand the reality around them. It makes it easier for them to solve problems at work. It makes it easier for them to have better relationships uh, like that. Why would a person need to meditate with something that is inherent in them? Well, why do we do yoga? It's the, I don't. Know, I, I, see no, <laughs> I don't. I see no use to it. <laughs> well, I do yoga because it stretches the muscles that I get stiff with when I sit at my desk all day. So I'm using a particular tool to, you know, tune up a part of me that doesn't get the right stretching. I take and a walk first thing in the morning and one thing a walk before I go to bed at night, it does the same thing. I don't, you know, like this was, this was common sense to me. I agree. But, but, you know, Rob, not everyone is the same as you. Not everyone has the same body as you. And some of us, use our muscles mm -hmm. differently. And, you know, you know, that's true across the board. I mean, look at all the people who do all kinds of, of, of exercise, the different kinds of yoga or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that recognizing that these fields exist, and if you're drawn to mathematics or science and you want to see that kind of tool, then that's the version of meditation you're going to go for. Okay. But anyone would work, I would think, what, what is the, uh, you reference in your book, uh, Sacred Geometry, and you also reference the chaos theory. Hmm. Tell me about that. Well, chaos theory is uh, a principle in science that s implies that negative feedback goes into a system repeatedly, and at, at a critical, critical point, everything shifts, like when a rolling snowball brings an avalanche of snow down, or when you play, the kids play a game of pickup sticks and they drop the sticks and each child takes a turn. But the child that gets kicked out is the one who's picking up a stick and the whole pile moves. So the premise is that certain things will happen, we just don't know when. Alrighty, and you also talk about fractals in your work. Yes. Well, fractals, I believe, are a picture of chaos because I believe that the fractals that we look at 
show us what chaos would look like if we could see a big enough picture that, that the change in reality that we see in chaos can be mm-hmm. repeated, but it's similar, but it's not always the same. Now, you believe we live most of our lives in the fifth dimension. I believe that each of us can be fifth dimensional. And the way we are fifth dimensional mm-hmm. is uh, by how we're interacting with one another. Um, you know, the traditional definition of heaven is my definition for fifth dimension. So the way you and I interact mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind-hearted way or a respectful way, that's 5D. When we're on the defensive or when we're in an argumentative mood or whether we're worried or anxious, we're back in 3D. So what happens is people are sliding into 5D and not even realizing it. And once you start to notice these things, and I'll give you some examples. Have you ever put something down and then gone back to get it and it's gone? No. Nope. And then you, never. Never. Well, lots of people that I work with, probably 70% of every audience that I ask, I'll say, well, you set something down, like say a pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You put it away and then you think, oh, I got to go back outside. It's going to rain. I got to close out or I've got to close out the, the uh, windows to the car. I forgot to do that. You grab your sunglasses to go back outside mm-hmm. and they're not there. So then you grab the spare, you come back in, everything's fine. You're in a better state of mind and you go to put the sunglasses away, forgetting that you have the spare and there's the original pair of sunglasses. And this, this happened to me a bunch of times, but when it happened with one of my kids and I actually saw it happen, I was watching and I said to him, Oh honey, it's probably in a higher dimension. We'll just, Put everything back in your backpack and come back in the kitchen and finish your story. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I said, now go back and see if it's there. And it, the thing he had put on top, on the very top of his backpack, was there. And it hadn't been there a few minutes earlier. So did you see it materialize? No. It was inside the backpack. And see, I wouldn't say that it materialized. Maybe we were the ones that shifted from 3D to 5D and back. Uh-huh. Now, do you know how silly that, that how out of the normal that sounds? Well, it may sound out of the normal to you, but um, it happens to people a lot. Because when I tell this story, a lot of people will say to me, you know, that happens to me all the time. Wow. I even tell the story of how, you know, you can be sitting in traffic and nobody moves when the light changes. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final break here. Exonation Nation, Maureen St. Germain is our guest. MaureenStGermain.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 213- 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Marine St. Germain is our guest. Um, she's the author of Waking Up in 5D, a practical guide to multidimensional transformation. Her website is marinesaintgermain.com. Okay, now th- this this entire thing about putting, going to get glasses, you you go outside, you come back, the glasses are gone. You go out, you do what you're, what you're doing, you come back in, the glasses are where, they were, where you last left them. Um, Ask your listeners. Ask them to tell you if that's happened to them. You'll be amazed. I think you'd be amazed. <laughs> um, I don't know. Be... So, so if you if if in reality this does happen, would it be possible for people to shift from one reality to another and then back to this reality? I think they're doing that already. And I also want to qualify it Uh by saying when you're 3D, you don't get awareness of 5D. But when you're in 5D, you can participate in 3D. Well, how can you get to 5D if you don't know it exists? Well, that's like saying you couldn't go to Disneyland just because you didn't know it was there. (laughs) No, I I think there's a big difference there because they're they're both in the same dimensional uh, realm using using the different dimensional, you know, we're not talking about going from, that would be like saying, uh, I I can, you know, that just didn't make sense to me. I appreciate that. But I will share with you that over and over, I have these experiences and I don't think I'm Looney Tunes. I come across as pretty normal Mm. in my everyday life. Okay. You know, I'm married to a guy who's a PhD scientist Uh and, he doesn't think I'm too wacko. Yeah, but you're his so, wife. <laughs> well, he knew what he was getting into. That's all I can say. I think that there's a lot more to the reality that we experience than we can explain. Okay, but and, but at the end of the at the end of the day, whether there's five dimensions, whether there's 115 dimensions, whether in reality there are only the three, how does that affect our life? It doesn't change the fact that we still have to pay our mortgages. It doesn't change the fact that we still have to pay our bills. It doesn't change the fact that one day we're going to die. So what's the... Well, why do people believe in anything that gives them an opportunity for growth, for spiritual change, for mastery, for emotional control? I've got the answer to that. It's very simple. They don't have faith in themselves. They have no faith in themselves. They are people who just have no reason to believe in themselves. And they're looking, they're searching, and they'll, they're grasping. If, you, if well, somebody believes in themselves, they can make anything happen. The only difference between a dream and reality is making it happen. And if you believe in yourself, there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. 
I, I agree with that. I think that's a fabulous statement. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's not more to the reality than you and I can lucidly understand. And and certainly you've had guests on your show who give you information or tell you about things like I am mm -hmm. that are my experiences that are real and and tangible. And I'm not the only one doing them. You know, I have hundreds of students all over the world that are, you know, having these same experiences. So, you know, we're all Looney Tunes mm -hmm. or or there's more to the reality than what we're able to define in our modern world. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't increase the balance in your in your bank account. It doesn't well, pay it doesn't the more... change anything material, perhaps, but even that's questionable because you can change how you feel emotionally yes. and then you have more opportunities come your way. Well, it, it, what, like I said before, it has, you know, it has every, everything to do with how a person perceives themselves. Well, you know, some of us, Rob, believe mm -hmm. that humanity is headed for a huge transformation and that we are moving away from a dog-eat-dog -dog world and, and, and agreements that are beneficial to one side and not the other or things that, you know, affect Mother Earth and cause the Earth to not have the resources that it could have or, or grow back. So when we give ourselves the opportunity to have mm -hmm. greater wisdom, like the shamans of old or the native peoples, we begin to gain some of that spiritual growth, you know, to balance some of the mental and physical growth that we've done for the last 200 years. So tell me, how is this spiritual growth going to help uh, solve the problems that we have on this planet. Planet, you know, it's, I, it's, is it going to help feed the hungry? Is it going to help cure the sick? Is it going to stop the threat of a nuclear war? Well, I think it certainly could. But it's and, not doing it now, is it? Well, we don't know. Maybe it would be worse if there weren't people doing what they're doing. Now that's because, a, how would you know? How would you measure that? You know, there are there are groups, for example who have done studies and they were they were uh, tracked where they, uh -huh. for example, they prayed about New York City and they went for a whole 24 hours without any murders, but it was an intense experience and an intense exercise. You know, there's lots of, of examples where prayer and meditation have made a difference for someone getting better, um, healing from their illness. So who's to say, you know, who's to say that it doesn't make a difference? And, you know, while we look at life, as only a materialistic thing mm -hmm. and making our mortgages and paying our bills, yeah. you're right. It won't make any difference at all. But that's not all there is to life. And and lots of people believe that things are not as important as their experiences. Lots of people would put money in their experiential vacations rather than a material one, for example. All right. So, I, now, you see, even there, they have to use the money they earn in the real world to enjoy their experimental world. So it, um, it does depend on the reality in order to afford to afford the spiritual or the extraordinary experiences that these people want. What about all the native peoples all over the world? Well, that's because they... I have my own theory on that, which has been... You know, the native people are naive in many ways. They have no real concept 
of life. They have no real concept of reality. And in this case, it's, you know, it serves them well. But in the real world, in the real world that that I live in, and everyone else I know lives in. But who says that the real world you and I live in is the only one there is? You know, the the shamanic stuff, uh the aboriginals, the the native peoples of Alaska or or North America, they're all having different kinds of experiences and they're not dependent upon and look how they live they live you know take a, take a look at the, the the native americans who live on reservations for goodness sake is that the way you would want to live is that the way you'd want your children to be brought up that can't be compared because they're on reservations we're talking i'm talking about native peoples that are living on the land that they they've always lived on and they have their own experiences that are shared you mean like people who live off the grid Yes. Okay. Would you live off the grid? Nope. Why not? I like living on the grid. I like ah. being plugged in, and I love equipment. Ah, so, so there I'm you go. I'm not put off by it at all. Okay. But so, but I'm also very plugged in to spirit, and I'm very plugged in to guidance. And because of that, I'm able to make decisions about when to do things, or where to go, or how okay. to do things. You know, when I was when I was ready to book a flight to return home on September 11, 2001. Uh-huh. And I got a very clear message not to do that. Hmm. I asked what I was supposed to do, and I was told, go home a day early. And I did. And I was in New York City the day before. And, you know, my workshops were two miles from ground zero or a mile from ground zero. You know, sometimes we don't know why we're being guided. And and the guidance still gives us the opportunity to succeed. I've been in other situations where I was in a, a, a traffic where a big semi passed me in the middle of the night when I was driving on a freeway and I was told to get in that slipstream or the airfoil. And I, I couldn't believe it because it's so, you know, so inappropriate to do, but my guidance was very clear. And I asked again, yes, do it now. So I did. And then when I was changing to another freeway, the the trucker was going in the same direction as I was. Mm -hmm. So I stayed with the trucker. All right. I'd love to stay in this conversation, but we've run out of time for tonight. Uh, So Maureen, thank you for joining us. Exonation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest. Um www.maureensaintgermain.com. I've got to tell you something, Exonation. I don't buy this woo-woo stuff anymore. I really don't. There are more people sloshing out and making money by these courses, by their books, by the you know the 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 garbage that they spew. They just can't face reality. They cannot live. A normal life. They need to to reach out to other people because they don't. They're not secure in their own skin. It's 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 snake oil. It's twenty first century snake oil. And when you've got people talking about the flower of life, sacred geometry, chaos theories, fractals, up working in the fifth dimension, come on. It's snake oil. And I'm going to tell you something. We're going to start putting, we're going to add this, uh, this name to the X-Zone Order of Woo-Woos at www.xzoneorderofwoo-woos.com. 
Another snake artist bit the dust here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 